Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Take two. How are you now? Well, I, I'm all right. I, I, made, I made it out of bed again this morning, and uh, all is well after that. So how are you? I am well, thank you. So where are you, where are you off to today? I am going to New Brunfels with a, uh, a guide trip to play golf for the weekend. Where? New Brunfels. It's a little bit southwest of Austin. Uh-huh. Typically well, we go we go float the river and play golf and eat barbecue and stuff like that, but we don't get to float the river this year. Oh, okay. Is that because there is no river this year or because of COVID? Because of the cocoa. Oh cocoa. Is this our new Yeah. So 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 speaking of cocoa. Uh, so, so John, uh, my, I don't know what your Twitter timeline's been like this week, but for reasons that uh, are probably worth at least kicking around a little bit, there's been a lot of Yosemite Sam in, in my timeline this week. So. <laughs> uh, I haven't really been on Twitter much, too much. Uh, mostly, I, I locked, saw a lot of stuff about the Beirut explosion, which was pretty insane. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, Cowboys training camp is starting, so my timeline is pretty oh, full of that. Wow. Cowboys training camp. Well, it doesn't, wow. Uh, can't, I feel the heat, man. Yeah. So yeah. there have been a lot of conjecture about uh, Yosemite Sam and whether he was the rootin' tootin'est Jewish cowboy in the West or not. So <laughs> I missed that. So Did, did you? Yeah. You do know you do you didn't miss what it's a reference to, right? No, I, I don't get it. You don't get it. The pre the president uh, on Tuesday morning uh, got up and uh, he was talking about the national parks and giving an award. National parks called it Yosemite Park in uh, in <laughs> in California. Which, okay. Yeah. So. We did not know that it was settled by Jews, but yo, Semite, yeah. So, yo, Semite Sam is uh, now a thing. So, there you go. So, so aren't you sorry you missed it? Yeah, I'm. I'm terribly bummed. Yeah. So, so John, speaking speaking of dumb shit, um, I, I have TV worth watching, which uh, I subscribed to uh, last week put out a, a, a blurb and uh, pushing a, a show on Hulu called Letter Kenny. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we've watched a few episodes and uh, I said something to you that was right up your alley and you've watched it all, right, John? Yes. I've seen, I've seen all eight seasons. Eight, correct. eight seasons John's watched. So, so John, uh, for those uninitiated listening, uh, tell them uh, whether it's worth watching and what it is you're watching uh, when you watch Letter Kenny. Well, it's definitely worth watching. Um, you have to have kind of a uh, a different sense of humor. It's definitely crude, um, lots of foul language, and usually it's, some of it's mostly perverse. So if that's not your thing, then you probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, about a small town in Canada called Letter Kenny. And there's only like 5,000 people that live there, and they're divided up into three cliques, which are the skids, uh, the uh, the jocks, 
and the uh, Hicks. The Hicks are the farmers, Skids are the druggies, and the Jocks are the hockey players. Yeah. And uh, it follows basically a group of one of each that all interact with each other on a regular basis. And, and, and usually end up punching. Oh, yeah. There's always a fight. Um, the main character, Wayne, is the um, Tough, reigning. Toughest reigning, guy in Letterkenny. Reigning toughest guy in Letterkenny. Um, he's undefeated. So uh, it's good stuff. It's yeah. it's hilarious. They talk, you know, obviously they talk funny and they they use slang terms and um, and and a lot of metaphors and euphemism that you're not even sure you can follow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There's there's points when you just gotta be like, okay, I didn't understand any of that, but just uh, yeah, that, that one swept right by me. Yes. Yes. So so uh, you, you you know what I'm getting next year for my birthday, right? What are you getting? Uh, I'm getting a super soft birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the early episodes. Uh, it turns out that uh, one of the, the main characters, uh, Derry, whose real name's Daryl, and of course, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, I guess his mother uh, gave him a birthday party every year when he was a kid that. Um, did not earn him respect. Is that the way we put it, John? Yeah, I would say so. Yes. Uh, I, I think one of the examples was that there was always a cupcake decorating station. And <laughs> so, so yes. Yeah, so here he is, maybe 30 years old, right? John and his friends are giving him a party with a cupcake uh, decorating station, amongst other such joys and so forth. So, yeah. So. I've been promised a super soft birthday party for next year. They do a lot of funny stuff like that. Their traditions and, and, uh, you know, they don't mess with, you don't mess with tradition. No, no. So wait till you get into some of their Christmas episodes and Halloween episodes. And, oh, is that and right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're good. Yeah. But I will say after eight seasons, I still don't know what the frick Ferda means that the jocks always say to each other. Ferda. Well, there you go. Uh, considering between the two of them, they, they don't have the IQ of a small squirrel. Uh, I don't think you need to worry, John. So there you go. Wait, All right. Wait, so there, wait, there is your there is your TV plug for the, for the week. For those of you who want some uh, uh, cultural but also crude humor from from the North, uh, Letter Kenny on Hulu. Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting stuff. Something a little different and. Uh, yeah, and, and you might learn a couple things too, right, John? Oh yeah, wait till they go. Wait till they go to Quebec. Oh no, yeah, I <laughs> I don't even want to begin to think about what might happen when they go to Quebec. Yeah, so good stuff. So, John, uh, we we stretched out last week's episode, including all the cuts. Uh, uh, there's quite a bit to talk about this week, but since we're recording early. Uh, we won't be able to talk about what really happened on the PGA uh, the first day. Uh -oh. uh, but uh, I guess we start with Major League Baseball, John, where your Cubs are out Red hot, baby. Burn, burning hot early. And uh, even Hugh Darvish uh, looked yeah. decent last night. Oh, my God, John, what a miracle. Yeah, you know, that's it's something when you throwing throwing well. It makes you feel like it's a gift every time you get a win out of him. Yeah. And he's got he's still got good stuff, but he's just 
you never know which you you're going to get. The guy that gives up five runs in the first inning or can throw seven innings and give up one run and two hits. So we got the good one. We got the good you last night. Yeah. And, and you've, uh, you're in really good shape in the standings, uh, in the uh, year when everybody makes the playoffs anyway, but, uh, you, uh, I'm just double checking. It was like a, yeah, four and a half game lead at this point in 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 the division. So, uh, which I find kind of funny. I'm not sure how it's a four and a half. How we have a four and a half game lead over the Cardinals, who've only played five games. Well, you've got eight in the win column and one in the loss column up on them. So that's nine. And each one of those is worth a half, John. Okay. I guess that's how that works. That is how that works, John. Yeah. The more important part at this point, as I understand it, is the win percentage. Because since it doesn't look like everybody's going to play the same number of games, they are claiming they're going to go by win percentage this year. So we we will... probably talk more about that in the next let me think about this 52 days is that what's left something like that um so yes the cubs 10 and 2 off to a hot start uh i did not see what the yankees are 9 and 2 uh must have won the second game last night of the double header and uh minnesota is 10 and 2 so those three teams have done what you want to do and get out to a rip roaring start and none of them are well the cubs are a big surprise uh, actually uh we talked about this john that people thought the reds were going to be the uh, team that would end up winning the fairly tight division and they are in fourth place and uh as you and i kind of thought they might be and uh yeah uh, the, yeah we, we we weren't really sold on that were we uh on the reds being the big uh burners and the uh no, Central. I, I, will, I will quote um, uh, obvious, John. Uh, it's early, but they, they have not come out of the gate uh, hot. Um, and that's uh, it's not a big surprise, though. Uh, Nick Castellanos is uh, playing like an MVP. Yeah. Uh, really ha- well. Having moved from moved over from the Cubs. Uh, yes, I, I is interesting. I, I guess uh, I, I want to talk about the Cardinals, uh, who we started last week's podcast with Swerve saying that they were ruining baseball, and they had just found out that they had some players with COVID. Uh, by, by the time it all shook out, uh, it was 13 people on the traveling uh, squad uh, had COVID, tested positive anyway. Uh, and so they have not played since the last time we talked, John, and a couple of days before that. So they play the Cubs tomorrow, that is Friday, in St. Louis for the reset of the season. And I've read and seen uh, people talking about what they're going to do. And this is just the problem, John. Uh, you know, there are big holes in their lineup and their pitching staff now. And uh, mm-hmm to be filled by people who've never been there before and probably shouldn't be there yet. But uh, so, uh, and, and how they fix the schedule as the one reporter said, Oh, all they have to do is play 55 games in 52 days. It's not a big deal. 
So yeah, right. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be interesting to see how these how they handle the these teams that are that are uh, you know missed a, missed a big stretch of you know a week of games. Well, at this point, the Mar the Marlins and the and the Cardinals and you know less so the teams they were going to play. The, the Cardinals were supposed to be well, they got stuck in Milwaukee and then they were going to Detroit. So um, those two and the Marlins, it was the Phillies and the Nationals, I think. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, those teams, uh, well, for instance, Milwaukee's in kind of in second place right now in the playoff spot. So whether they play and when they play and how they play those missing three games from last weekend can have an effect on the playoffs. And of course, you know, it's, you don't even know about, you know, Detroit's not that far out of the thing. And I'm sure the Phillies would like to think that they'd like to play some games and have an impact, but, uh, you know, so, well, I guess, I guess I, what am I doing, John? You do realize the Marlins are in first place, right? Um, yeah, I don't understand that, but they're five and one. Oh yeah, they sure are. Yeah, they are. They are a half game up on the uh, on the Braves at this point, with a much better winning percentage. But of course, you know, there. Somebody said last night, uh, some of the people they have in their lineup you can't believe are still playing, and other people you don't know have any idea who they are. Uh, you wonder if they'll hold up. But the point is, you know, they got a bunch of games to make up, and they might be in first place and have to play. You know, three double headers in a week or something. You know, so yeah, that's going to be brutal when when those double headers hit back to back to back or something like that. Yeah, well, the Yankees played one yesterday with the Phillies. That was Wednesday, right? And mm-hmm. they're playing another one Saturday with somebody. Uh, so they have two double headers in four four days. I it's the Yankees, so I know how much sympathy both of us will have for them, but. Oh uh, yeah, this will be, this will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I think that what will eventually end up happening, and I could be completely wrong, but you know, if a couple more teams get infected and, and have, you know, a, you know, ten to fifteen players on their roster get it, I think Major League Baseball is going to have to do, you know, like a ten-day shutdown, and you know, kind of let it run its system and then start back up and kind of readjust the season at that point. But I don't know if they're willing to do that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, but uh, I think, I think they're just going uh trip along playing minor leaguers, uh, canceling games till they can think they have, they have it isolated and like they did with the Cardinals uh, when they, they, they got it down to 13 players or, not, they weren't all players, but um, get it down to the 13 and isolate them and then go on. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, also interesting, John, is college football. The schedule's coming out and talk and everything. And I guess uh, you and I uh, actually texted back and forth when the Big Ten schedule came out. Was it, yes- it was only yesterday, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, a 10-game, uh, all-Big Ten schedule. 
Um, I was not thrilled, but then I probably figured I, I wouldn't be. Uh, you and I talked on the podcast that uh, Purdue was, there was one prognosticator said Purdue could start 6-0 and with the schedule that they, they had originally. Well, now they open with Michigan, Iowa, and uh, Ohio State, which does not feel like 3-0 and to me, John. No. No, 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 for some reason, it just doesn't feel like three and O to me. So, I mean, I, I think the Oak and bucket game is maybe we might, either team might have a chance to get to five, maybe 500. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been, there've been quite a few of them here lately um, where, where it's meant 500 for one team or the other. So uh, and we, we might be back there for the end of the year game. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, if they pull these schedules off. And, of course, as part, part of all this talk, John, I, I, you probably saw uh, the University of Connecticut just decided to bag their schedule. So Yeah, so they just flat out backed out. Yeah. They, I think their schedule was coming apart, and the athletic director decided he's going to put it out that they didn't think they could protect their athletes, blah, 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 blah. So. Uh, they, they just got out. And speaking of athletes, both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten uh, players have put out demands Demand. about you know how to run this thing. And I don't I don't know if they're going to get a response or not. I, I I looked at the Big Ten list. I did not think it was you know I don't think it was out of line. They weren't asking for millions of dollars. They were pretty much just trying to ask to be tested and, and kept safe and, you know, things kept in the right pa- pa- pockets and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of, oh, yeah, we'll do that. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it does seem that the money is driving it, right, John? And Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if we have to spend too much money uh, – uh, we're not going to bother, but we're going to play games anyway. So, uh, and of course, one of the questions is uh, whether they have the option to opt out or not, and what that does to both their scholarship and their eligibility. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of you know, it's a lot of NFL players are opting out of their seasons. Um, I think the last I heard was there it was like over fifty players in the NFL have opted out. Well. You know, I, I haven't heard that number, but I heard somebody breaking down the Patriots have had six at the time, and they were talking about who the six were and how, you know, it would be interesting to see how they were going to replace them because they were, several of them were pretty integral components of their uh, ball club. So, uh, yeah, there have been uh, enough people to be, be a significant uh, uh, a number, and there, there's still people talking about whether they're, they're that they're unsure about whether they want to play or not. Yeah, I think, but then they, I think the NFL moved up the de- the deadline to opt out, or did they end up rescinding that? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were, they were a lot of players were not happy about that. That they, uh, they yeah, were gonna. Yeah, you can't be doing that shit, man. Yeah, you, know, you gotta give the them. What's that? They were going to change the date on when they, they could last opt out. So, what do you do? You go get the guy at home and, and bring him to the practice facility then? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think you can opt out whenever you want. You know? it, yeah. I, I, I don't. 
Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, this will be interesting with both with all the football, uh, and who knows where the uh, the virus is going to be come Labor Day or the end of September. Uh, you know, some of these schedules are a little different to give them some more flexibility in terms of time. But uh, uh, yeah, they they're going uh, going to be some question marks. So, yeah. so John, I, I know this is where you want to go next. Uh, we're not looking great on our NHL picks right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like we put a lot of research into it, did we? No, John, don't say that. Yeah. I mean, we were, well, I, I'm sure everybody heard what we had to say last week about, about the NHL playoffs and ran to their uh, nearest sports book and booked on what we said. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they were all over. Yeah. So, so yes. Uh, well, I, let, let me say uh, I am happy that the Blackhawks, uh, with uh, two late goals last night, ended up winning to go up 2 1. So, in their series. So, I guess I don't feel too bad. And they are not the higher seed. Uh, on the other hand, I took the Penguins, who are down 2 1, and they are the higher seed. And uh, you took the Bruins, John. And, uh, in, in what does not seem fair to me, but, uh, you know, it seems our general manager and coach and everybody was pretty cool with it. You know, they were the best team in the NHL before the break, and here they've lost two games in the reset, and they can't be the one seed now. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I'm not, I guess, I'm not sure it's all that fair, but, yeah. In the famous words of our president, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, but, it is, which is true. I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it now? They they made the rules, and yeah. I guess I'm sure not everybody agreed with everything at all the times. But and, and I, I guess the the flip side of it is they're not playing at home anyway. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess the advantages of whether you're first or whether you're third in, in the in seeding doesn't make that big a difference. Uh, well, it, do, it does as to who you play, but uh, it doesn't uh, make a difference when you get down to it. Uh, it doesn't help your home home ice advantage much of any. So, uh, right, right. So, uh, we we have to we have to mention that the NBA is still going, John and. Uh, I know, you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit, though. I follow the Pacers to some extent. And uh, they played really well in the last few few games. Uh, maybe have a shot at getting the three seed in the, uh, in the East if they keep playing well. But I haven't seen a whole lot of movement at the bottom end of the, of the standings, which was kind of what the whole eight-game thing was supposed to do, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're correct. I mean, I think it was more of almost like just a kind of a new preseason, I guess, you know, to kind of get players back into to playing shape or whatever, I guess. But uh, well, yeah, there, hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of uh, shuffling of, of standings, no. Well, I, I thought they did this in, instead – they didn't just cut it at 16 teams and go on. They wanted to give the teams 
around the eighth slot a chance to qualify for the eighth yeah. spot. And, and then they made up the whole, if you're within four games in the ninth hole, blah, blah, blah thing to add some juice to that. And I'm, I'm not sure it's really juiced things up after a couple of weeks, John. So I, that's kind of what I'm saying. And uh, I, I did see that uh, uh, the, the unibrow had a huge game the other night and there was discussion about whether uh, LeBron would let him do that in a tight playoff game or not. So it's always good to have everybody breaking the NBA down and, you know, criticizing. Uh, and it's good to just be talking about actual sports, whether it's the type of sports we are used to seeing before the pandemic or not. I mean, it's, everything's a little different. Um, you know, even the quality of play doesn't really seem to be exactly up to what we would expect, but uh, it's still you, sports. You mean the NBA? Yeah. NBA has been, I don't know. It's not been terribly entertaining. I've watched a little bit of it, but not much. Yeah. So, so, so you, you, you don't get a feeling of intensity coming from them. It doesn't seem, I don't, do you? Well, I would have had to have watched a couple minutes to know, John. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like they're all playing for their playoff lives or anything. I, I guess that's the way well, I would put it. I think the point is they aren't. So, uh, right. And, and there really isn't much to play for at this point until you start playing elimination games and then, then I suspect that it'll turn up a notch. I also wonder if, if staying in the same complex together kind of takes some of the edge off things, especially for these first eight games. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, you hang, you hang or, you know, you're isolated together. I don't know how much they're together together, but they're in the same building together. They've got to they come across each other quite a bit, I would think, and – uh, that, that might take some of the edge off of it too. I would agree. Yeah. So, so John, I, I know you'll love this, but I, I want to talk horse racing because typically the Travers, which is running on Saturday would be a big race and it's, I know it's got a big purse and, uh, some big horses, uh, running on Saturday. So, uh, kind of looking forward to seeing it. Tis the law who is currently, you know, you know, the Belmont winner, and currently the Derby favorite is running. So, um, and several horses will be chasing Tis the Law come, come Saturday afternoon at Saratoga. And uh, so that, that'll be a, a fun thing to watch. Um, there are multiple horses in the race who need points, which they are giving for the Derby uh, to get into the Derby. So that's, you know, that always adds some juice, a lot of money, good horses with something to run for, and always the question about, you know, how much do you worry? I saw a poll. If tis the law loses, what does this mean, right? So, uh, yeah. uh, so there you go. Uh, so that that'll that'll be fun. And John, I I, I have a different Twitter feed than you do, but uh, mine was full because people. Uh, lit up over the news. Did you see that uh, Churchill Downs said that the jockeys had to be in Kentucky by August the 24th if they're going ride in the Oaks or the Derby Labor Day weekend? Well, that would that's smart. You know, get them there and get them kind of quarantined early. 
Yeah, well, uh, they have to have two. Uh, you, you have to have a test on uh, the 24th and another one the next week. And obviously that you need to be clean, right, uh -huh. uh, on, on those two tests. Uh, the problem is, you know, these big name, uh, big time jockeys, they fly all over the country to ride horses for, for trainers. So uh, somebody said agent, there'll be questions about whether what agents will be doing because you can't really, you don't want to take two weeks off really. Uh, right. Because, right. you know, they, they pretty much ride. Well, I, I all the time. Well, right. Not, if not every day, multiple days a week. And clearly uh, all the big riders right now are in Saratoga. Uh, I, I saw somebody who's a fan of the place uh, said they'll all be in Ellis Park uh, for a couple weeks uh, riding, which would be uh, kind of funny, which is a small track in Hendersonville, Kentucky, which is running at this point. So, you know, I guess they would technically be in Kentucky and blah, 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 blah. Right, John? So, yeah. But, uh, and of course, the flip side is it's not like there's any lack of jockeys, I suspect, in Kentucky uh, that could could ride. It just wouldn't, might change the nature of the game to not have their usual jockeys on board, somebody like Tis the Law, et cetera. So, just goes to show how COVID. You know, we talked about college football and pro football and even horse racing. You know, people are having to figure things out. Well, we talked about baseball, too, and just so much that it's uh, had an effect on, John. Right. Right. Well, John, it, it, we're, we're about to where we usually end the broadcast, so uh, we're at the you know, end of our time, so I'm going to do this to you. You got, you got one name in the PGA this weekend. Going to put your money on who you got. Uh, since I picked him in my tour mania, I'll stick with it. I'll take Rombo. Oh, you took Rom? Yep, I took Rom. He's playing well. I think I think it's time for him to break through and win a major. So okay, I I think I'm going. I'm I'm going to be safe here. I'm going to go with Rory. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's. Uh, I think we'll probably, I think I'd put a lot of money on us both being wrong and yeah. um, uh, just not, not that we don't know what we're saying or anything, but it's just the way golf works. Right, John? Yeah. You, you got a, you got a long list of names who could, could do it. And a lot th these days, there are a lot of major championship winners wandering around and Rom hasn't won one. There are several guys with a lot of talent who uh, might break through any moment. So, you got way too many, way too many options, right, John? It's not the, yeah. it's not, it's not the, uh, the, the Cubs, uh, who are they playing? Oh, Cubs Cardinals tomorrow, for, for instance, it's not either or you got, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they have some good pairings though. I, I like the way they, they paired this up. They got some decent pairings in the early times. Uh, you got Kepka, Woodland and Lowry are all playing together. Mm -hmm. Um, you got DJ, uh, Rose and Spieth are playing together this morning. Uh, Rory, Rory Tiger, and JT are playing together. Wow. Uh, that's a good pairing. Does not feel uh, like a blind draw. No. You, in your later times in the day, uh, in the afternoon, you've got um, 
who did I just see who I thought was good? I don't know. Mikkel, uh, Mik- they usually put Mickelson someplace where it's Mat- Yeah, Matsuyama, Fleetwood, and Hovland are all playing together. Um, mm. Adam, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, and DeChambeau are all playing together. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Rom, Mickelson, and Garcia are playing together oh, in the late late wow. tea time. Wow. So there's going to be good pairings, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching some some good major championship golf this weekend. Yeah. Well, I wonder I wonder how many people in the crowd will get hit this week. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, it'll be kind of weird. Uh, so we'll watching a major championship with with. Uh, with no crowd and no no background noise, but uh, uh, I, I will be intrigued. At, uh, we've talked about the golf course, which is uh, at least modestly controversial, and uh, you know they they've got uh, probably have problems with the weather in terms of the fog rolls in and out of there. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what the visibility is like any given point to, as, as they come on in the mornings and so forth and late evenings. So yeah, uh, it, it should be interesting. Uh, I, I do know, I saw that you, you, you put me onto the Michael Collins, uh, whatever, uh, podcast mini, uh, it's, it's, uh, not really mini, mini it's series. A, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a video series. Uh, the 16th hole is a short par Four, which he said they will move the tee up. Uh, it's like 340 regularly. Uh, there'll be people taking a crack probably trying to get there in one. So that kind of stuff laid in a, in a major is always uh, interesting to see. Yeah. Entertaining. Yep. Yeah. So uh, some things to see and watch the NHL playoffs and uh, the, the MLB sprint continues. Right, John? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, all right, John, it's been a good one. All right, Steve, you have a great weekend. You Stay. too. Ha- ha- have have fun in a place I've never heard of in Texas. There's a lot of them, I'm sure, that you've never heard of. Yeah, so true, so true. New Brunfels is pretty uh, famous. I mean, I'm surprised you haven't heard of New Brunfels. It's a, it's a famous – it's like the barbecue capital of Texas. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, There's there's like five or six – barbecue joints that are perennially ranked in the top 50 in the state for best barbecue. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll have, I'll have the meat sweats all weekend. Oh, uh, well, yeah, there are worse things. <laughs> sure. Are. All right. All right. Bye, bro. Bye, bro. No, have a good one. You too.